0: What's up everyone, welcome to the Alex De Silva podcast. We hope you are well and having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, Alex De Silva. What's going on everyone? I hope you are well. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'll be honest, this is a bit of a, just a bit of a prompt one, really. Um, It wasn't planned at all, but I've had this, this question, this, that just kept going around my head and I wanted to kind of put it out there and I'd love to, to get you involved in, in, in this as well. So the question is, is victimhood a addiction? Is victimhood and addiction and as i've been thinking about it as i've been sort of debating with myself um, i wanted to you know to, to record this i wanted to put it out there and get your thoughts on it as well because here's my 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 thinking behind it as you know <clears throat> i'm going through my quarter a Requiner journey at the moment i'm rebuilding i'm doing extremely well I had my uh, physio session yesterday and just in context of date, yesterday was the 13th of February. Today's Valentine's Day. I know it's probably going to be a bit late by the time you listen to this, but happy Valentine's Day. Um, But either way, it doesn't matter. I hope you're having a a beautiful day with, you know, with your loved one. And and if you are single enjoy it. Valentine's Day isn't about really about being with someone. It's about enjoying life. It's about feeling loved. And there is no one that's going to love you more other than yourself. So always love you first. And this takes me straight into that topic about victimhood being an addiction. And I think it is. I really think victimhood is an addiction. And let me explain why. Because some people thrive in the poor me attitude, the poor me that comes with it, the attention, you know how what what people say, how they treat you, and you're almost being mollycoddled. You know you're being almost in in some ways being taken care of, and I think there is a, a deeper rooted issue, especially with the wellness. Um, work that that i do professionally i've come to understand when you look at it really look at it you know um, psychologically there is a deeper rooted issue and i truly understand and 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 believe that that's where that victimhood mentality can get triggered and often or not it can come from mom dad both Doesn't matter. And often, you know, it comes from from childhood trauma where, you know, the child may not have received the attention, the care, the love, the needs that they deserve and they require in order to to grow up healthy, strong in mind, body, spirit, to be confident, to have resilience, to Learn about accountability and responsibility, About to learn about boundaries, to learn to never give up. Because when you're not receiving these things at home and your parents aren't showing you these things, your parents aren't teaching you these things. And FYI to current parents and those who may be struggling with this. Um, This is so important that you're teaching your children these things, that you're showing them all of these things. You're giving them these needs. And in Western society, you know, we've grown up with, no, just let them cry out. Don't ever let a child cry anything out. Soothe them. Give them that love and that care so they understand that it's OK. They understand that they are needed that they sorry that you know that that they're worthy because if you just leave a child to cry it out what you're teaching that child is that they're not worthy of your love they're not worthy of your care they're not worthy of your attention and in time you know this will trigger later on down the line many many different traumas so it's really really important and and typically which you know this often happens those who are struggling, those who are suffering. And by the way, this was me at some point. This was me too. So I'm not coming just from a professional perspective. I'm talking from somebody who's experienced this myself because my mum rejected me in many different ways. I was left to to, to cry things out. I was made to feel like I wasn't good enough. I was made to feel that I was never really going to be anything. And it wasn't intentional. This is the thing. None of these things were intentional because I did the healing work, because I learned about self-love, self-care, self-respect. I learned about accountability, responsibility, boundaries. I learned to love myself. I learned to understand who I truly am. I went deep within and continue to do it still to this day. So I only discovered these things because I went into it. So I no longer sit in that victimhood mentality. I no longer need to blame anybody for anything. I take full accountability and responsibility for my behaviors. And that's 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 what needs to, to, to be done. So the 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 thing that I, I keep seeing, especially now as I'm going through this call to is some of the groups that are, I'm I'm actually I say some of the groups I've been kicked out of two of them because of the positive posts I share uh, one of them that I shared, it all kicked off. And, you know, uh, again, the victims, you know, who just give up in life and they blame everybody else for their shit and they don't want anybody else to succeed. They want to bring everybody else down with them, you know, and they really make it known. Oh, poor me. And I, honestly, this is not even a joke. I've had people in there commenting and I feel sorry for these people, by the way. I have a lot of sympathy. I have a lot of empathy because I am one of these people that I truly love people and I share these things. I don't have to no one pays me to share anything no one pays me to share my journey no one pays me to you know to 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 knowledge share i'm just knowledge sharing cuz i'm there is not enough research out there for this stuff there is not enough information out there and a lot of people get left with nothing no physio no support as soon as they're out they can take a few steps at the hospital the hospital discharges them and that's it there is no blueprint. There's nothing that you can follow afterwards. They don't give you anything. They're just like, right, okay, you're on your own. And unless you fight for these things, a lot of people do get left on their own. And because this is so rare, six in a million people um, uh, you know, get affected with this stuff. So it's incredibly rare. And if you listen to to, to Lydia Dent's um, episode, she talks about it there. She's a specialist nurse. And she says there are people that go there all careers, GPs, doctors, consultants, specialist nurses who will never, ever diagnose somebody with called a requiner syndrome. So, you know, I'm learning this stuff. So I'm only sharing in hope that as a community, we can share more and more positivity. And thank God, like everything else on the planet, 90 to 95% of people are Always, always, always incredibly supportive because that's what they want and that's what they need. But you get that small mentality and it is a mentality. It is an addiction. It is something that is a mindset. And this is one of the things that get blasted about a lot. Oh, you know, I wish mindset would be the, the thing that helps me to to recover. The thing is, if you really understood who you are and you take the time to do healing work and you take the time to get to know yourself, you will understand that you are a mind, body and spirit complex. That's what your human form is. You cannot deny that. Science proves it. So and you have a brain. You have a body, which is your vessel that you walk around in, you wheel your chair yourself in, whatever your, your, your situation may be. And you do have a spirit, which is why you are alive. These things have been proven now. It's consistently been proven. If you don't believe it, go do some healing work. Come and do some breath work with me and I will take you to that place where you see it. It's that simple. You cannot deny this stuff anymore. So for those of you that never want to believe it, that's okay. I don't care. I don't need to explain myself You know, any, any further when it comes down to, to, to this stuff. But it is a fact. All of these things are a fact. And they are factual in a sense that what you think you believe you become an experience. That's a fact. Just take the time to think about the last 10 minutes, the last hour of your your day. Were you thinking about things positively? And what was happening to you? What was happening for you? Were you thinking negatively? Did you have an argument with someone? Did you continue that argument in your brain? Were you thinking about it, creating a mind movie? And all of a sudden, how was your day? something that, that, you know, can trigger you for a moment, a negative moment, all of a sudden becomes a day. Oh, you know, I'm having a really bad day. Oh, why? What happened? Oh, I had an argument with someone and all of a sudden, you know, the the day just talk me through that process. Well, you know, I had an argument with my partner this morning. I went to work and I was thinking about it all the time. In the end, somebody cut me up. I ended up having an argument with them as well. And by the time I got to work, I realized I'd forgotten to do something. My boss had a go at me, and then we ended up having words. It's the thinking. It's your energy that you're putting out there that's attracting these things to you. People talk about law of attraction. You are an energy being. So really be mindful around your behaviors, who you are on a day-to-day basis, because we only have moments. We only have moments. You cannot fast forward life. You cannot go backwards with any decisions you make. So when you understand, you truly, truly understand that you're just in a moment, then things will begin to change when you start to realize your behaviors. So is victimhood an addiction? Absolutely. Think about it. If you think about it from that perspective that you are what you create, you are what you think. Well, There's no difference with regards to that, too. And why is it an addiction? Because, you know, where when people get happy and they're on their phones and they're watching something, we get those dopamine hits. That's what it is. You know, this is why social media platforms are so addictive. This is why they're so popular. That's why there are billions and billions of people every single day visiting these platforms because they want the next dopamine hit. You're addicted to it. You're an addict. I'm an addict in recovery. I've been in recovery for almost eight years. I know a thing or two about recovery. I've been around for a little while. So again, I'm just sharing personal and professional knowledge. So before somebody comes in with a fucking smart ass comment, I'm not sharing anything I don't know about. I'm not sharing anything that I haven't experienced myself. I do this work day in and day out. I have to do the work on myself day in and day out so i'm not speaking from you know from a higher places look at me i'm speaking very humbly to also say i understand how it feels where and this is how this podcast is now being created because i was thinking about something and i began to go through scenarios in my head so the mind movie and thought Wow, that's so powerful. I want to share that experience, actually. And it just began with me having an imaginary argument with somebody who was playing the victim and I'm playing the victor. And then me having a conversation with someone. And but I like to do things like that sometimes, you know, especially now because I'm so consciously aware. I sit there and allow it to play out. I allow this scenario to play out to see where it's going to take me. And every time... It takes me to the place where i'll go okay cool thanks for sharing and that's what i do i look at my thinking now i don't need to buy into it i don't need to attach to it emotionally because everything that you attach to emotionally you're giving out your energy and your energy is so precious so precious so i learned now to observe so it's almost like a, like i'm watching a movie and i observe and sometimes I get excited. Sometimes i you know, I can feel myself getting a bit nervous. But I'm still just trying to watch. And as I observe, I also try to learn from myself, learn from that thinking, learning from that behavior. What's that going to do for me? What's going to be the trigger? Like, what's going on here? So as soon as I start to kind of understand that, I am the person in control. I am the person who's in, who's responsible and the master of the self. Which is the mind, body, spirit complex? Which is you as the human being, the man or the woman, whatever you are. You're the master. You're the person that that controls this vessel. So it's not like you know. Uh, so to to kind of go into this victim mentality when people go into, oh, poor me, you're never going to understand me, you know. Oh, my life happened and this happened, you know, for or oh, to me, you know. And I get it with the circumstances around quarter some people are left paralyzed and it's heartbreaking and i woke up paralyzed and that was frightening it was really really frightening because i didn't know am i going to walk again like what's going to happen to me and you know like i said i had my physio my right foot is is is, has woken up my toes are moving she even said to me now i don't have to walk with a splint anymore but the left one isn't quite there yet but it's there there are signals things are twitching so i have to wear a splint on on the left foot and i'm walking around you know my my place now barefoot i use only one crutch now instead of two and she said to me wow like you know you're you know you're you're really progressing so well keep Keep up the good work. So the next thing for me now, the next progression is I can go out with just one splint on my left foot, but I have to use two crutches. I'm not quite there yet to walk around with one one crutch completely, but I'm getting there. And I understand that that's not everybody's story. I get that even in recovery, you know, when I'm in in addiction, everybody has their journey. But here's the thing. It is your responsibility. It's your responsibility of where you want your journey to go. And I understand that you may wake up. And again, I don't know people's story. So I'm only going to make a very educated guess here. And I would love to in turn, this is something that for me, I'd love to do is to actually gather a big community of people and start to you know work with professionals and start to build something that can actually help people because so many people get left and they think that this is it but i'm sure you know without professional diagnosis i'm sure some of you will have that diagnosis so i'm not talking to you by the way but those who have been left You know, there may have been a chance there. So, you know, if we can avoid that in the future, if that's something that I, you know, that we can help with, that's something that's a goal for me. I would love to be able to get to that point where I can, you know, pay this forward, help other people to, you know, regain some form of of life, you know, and and to be able to build something. But that's a different mindset, you know, and my mindset is I don't I'm never going to give up. I said to my wife today, you know, it's scary to, to go through this stuff because yes, my, you know, my physio told me yesterday, honestly, Alex, you know, I, I see someone just before I come and see you. And I turned up to, to, to this person's house and she said, so did you do your exercise? And he went, nah, I didn't. And like, are you going to do the exercises? And like, most likely not. No. And she outright asked him, it's like, what's the point of me being here? Like, Do you want me to be here? And he went, yeah, definitely. And she then comes to me and she's like, honestly, for us in the industry, you are the ideal person to work with because not only do you work hard during the physio sessions, you do everything that we ask you to do and you go the extra mile. You go to the gym, you do all of these things. And it's no wonder why you're recovering so quickly and I said to her, what is it about that? Like, what, what is it? Is it just mindset? She went, your mindset has a lot to do with it. And this is coming from a professional. This is a, a you know, a, a a neurophysiotherapist who's been in the industry for years. And she's actually going to work for the hospital that I was in. And these guys are, are specialists in, in their field. She's actually going to go and work exactly where... I was being treated and she's going to be working with the people that treated me. So she's, she's incredible. And I, and I've already asked her, I want her to come on a podcast. So you, you guys will hear from her, um, in the future. So, you know, the, the one thing I, I asked her is, you know, does, does your mindset help with recovery? And she said, absolutely. When you have the right mindset, not only does it help you to recover because you have to be able to put yourself in a position where you're demanding your body to do something that isn't quite happening. And even when I was talking to her about my left foot, she said to me, keep doing the mental work, keep doing the visualization work, Keep telling your foot to move. Keep getting your foot to move. As I'm talking to you, my foot is twitching, is trying to move. So this is just a live example that the power of your mind, you have to be able to channel this energy into your body to demand it to do what it needs to. And I, you know, further on, I said, okay, well, what else do we need to do? I need to continue doing in order for me to succeed. She went, keep doing what you're doing. Do the, the motor skill exercises, which she gets me to do at home. And I do these things every day now because it, it has to become like you're brushing your teeth, like you're having a shower, you know, like you're eating breakfast, lunch, dinner. It has to become something that is so ingrained in your day-to-day routine that it just becomes a natural part so the motor skill stuff now when i'm playing with with the kids or if you know i'm putting them to bed i start doing leg exercises you know the standing leg exercises that i can do that helps me with my hamstrings and my glutes and we all laugh now because i just start exercising just midway in conversation if i'm doing something it's just become such a part of it even when i'm talking to you I'll do my my bow and bladder exercises, you know in, in trying to squeeze that the the sphinxer that helps you know with with the bow and bladder movements, you know, doing the pelvic exercises, I just because I kept doing it every single day, I've been doing this for the almost for the past five months, it'll be five months in about 10 days, it's just become a natural part of my day-to-day routine. So you have to, the mind plays a huge part, not only in your recovery, but the experience that you have in life. And then doing it, doing the exercises, doing the things that you need to do. And by the way, this isn't just for cool or This is also in life. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to achieve a business? You know, do you want to be successful? And I don't mean monetary, where as soon as people hear the word success, they think about money. I'm not talking money at all. If that's something that you want to achieve in the future, it will come. But you have to have these habits, these positive habits. You have to do these things every single day in order for things to whatever result you want at the end for it to come. And even like I said, I was talking to my wife and I said to her, she said to me, "She honestly, I take my hat off to you. Like, I'm so proud of you because you you don't give up. Like, you do have that mentality where you just don't, you don't stop. And I said to her, do you know what, baby? Like, it is tough sometimes because it's not like the consultants give us a deadline. My initial consultant said, you know, yeah, things are going to happen. But if you listen to, the, to, to my first episodes around Call the Requiner, you know, they were telling me these sort of deadlines and none of them came true other than the one with me getting to the gym. That's the only thing that that came to fruition. Everything else didn't quite work out like that. And it wasn't his fault. You know, I think with the way things, you know, with the success of of the surgery, you know, the the success of the decompression. And as as he he mentioned to me, you know, post surgery and the way that they saw things. There was no damage or anything like that but i did say to them i was completely numb below the waist like i had no bowel movement i had no bladder movement i couldn't feel anything everything went numb because are you sure and they said yes i said so why am i paralyzed and they're like don't worry things will will start to to come online again and this is the this is the thing everybody's story is so different but for me i said okay I'm going to go for it. Then if, if, as you said, there's been no damage, everything is all good. Nothing is going to stop me from walking again then. And that's exactly what I've done ever since I've, applied myself. It's not the physio's job. It's not the consultant's job. It's no one's job to get me to where I want to be. It's my responsibility. These incredible people are there to help me, but it's my responsibility on a day-to-day basis to get me to where I want to go. I have a coach for 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 my recruitment business. I've got my physio, who's almost like a coach for the physiotherapy that I'm doing. I see these guys once a week, once a week, I see my coach for, for my business. I see my physio once a week for an hour each. If I go to to a meeting for my recovery, for the addiction, for my 12-step recovery, it's an hour meeting. If I go you know, a couple of days a week or if I go once a week, it's still an hour a day. There's 24 hours in a day. Those 23 hours of the day, it's my responsibility to do what I need to do. It's no one else's responsibility other than me. And I think this is that victim mentality where people go, oh, no one's going to help me. Oh, you know, my poor life, I've been left like this. It's, no, no, you left yourself like this. You left yourself like this because you like people going, oh, poor you. I'm so so." And this is true. And I saw it when things kicked off in those two quarter requiner groups. People and this is the thing, the victims come together and there's only like a little few of them. And I've seen them when they comment in other people's uh, positive chats too. these exact same people always comment the same stuff every time. Oh, you know, that's not my story. And it's always the same thing. And it gets to a point where you go, who gives a shit? I'm sorry, but if you're not going to fucking do anything to change your life, that's on you. And and I don't mean that. Okay, you can't walk, but you're not dead. You're not dead. You're still alive. You've given up on life. You've given up on actually giving yourselves any form of success in life. And let's not be and let's not beat around the bush here, guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not beat around the bush here. There are hugely successful people who are blind. Ray Charles, for example, you know, who's an incredible musician, can't see shit, but is an incredible singer, an incredible musician. Stevie Wonder, exactly the same. There are uh, motivational speakers who are completely have could have no limbs, but have these incredible lives. They go and motivate the world. Motivate me. They motivate so many people, millions of people around the world. There's a guy, I cannot remember his name, but I will. And I'm going to put a link to him so you can go and watch him. The guy has no arms, no legs, but is an incredible human being. Absolutely love him. And I've seen so many other people who are exactly the same. Look at the Olympics. Look at the Paralympics. So this whole thing of, oh, my life's negative, it's bollocks. It's a mindset. So when people say, oh, I wish mindset can help, it can and it will. But it's your mindset that needs to change. It's nobody else's mindset. The problem here is you're getting your dopamine, your hit, your daily little hit by people feeling sorry for you. And it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious trap because you get addicted to being a victim. You get addicted to people going, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And then what you do, you bitch and moan and complain. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, you know, my life used to be like this. And you live in the past of a life that never exists, that doesn't exist anymore. That's not you. It's so long gone. It's so far gone. I did a post on social media. I fell a couple of times. Not nothing major, by the way, like I didn't hurt myself, but it, it was raining the day before. My wife and I went out with the kids. We, we were going to go to a coffee shop and I got out of the car because I'm, I'm, I can walk with two crutches. I stepped onto the pavement, put my crutch down and, and as I stepped up, my crutch slipped and I went forward. But because I do my exercise every day, I do the stuff that I'm supposed to do to get stronger. I caught myself. My wife panicked a little bit. She's like, Oh my God, baby, are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm cool, baby. I said, I didn't hurt myself or anything. So I said, Look, just hold my hand. And it was actually quite nice because I get to hold her hand. But here's the thing I held my wife's hand as we walked all the way to the coffee shop. I I was never able to do that. And I looked at her and went, Wow! Look, I'm holding your hand as I'm walking. I wasn't really relying on the other crutch. I was just holding my wife's hand as I'm walking. I was never be able. I was never able to do that. So straight away, because my mindset is so different, I turn a problem into a solution. Something that could have I could have sat at a coffee shop and gone, "Oh, my poor life!" You know, this quarter require and moaned and, and you know and cried. But I turned it into something positive because I was able to hold my wife's hand there. And then we go back to the car the same. I miss holding my wife's hand. We're very touchy-feely. We're very connected. We love hugging and kissing each other. We do that in front of the kids. We do it in public. When we're out and about, I hold my wife. My wife's my queen. I'm rebuilding myself, but I'm still the man. I'm still a man in my family. My son who's 26, my daughter who's 19, I've got my two little ones. I'm still the man of the house. That's my role and it's not an ego thing. This is who I am. Imagine I give up. My kids who who look up to me, even my son who's taller than me, he still looks up to me. He still calls me for advice. When I speak to him, he's like, honestly, dad, I'm so proud of you. You have never given up on this stuff. And I went, kid, what do you think I'm going to do? There is no choice here. It's not an option, people. I don't give myself the option to give up. I don't have this luxury. I have five people that rely on me. I have five people that look up to me. They don't expect anything from me. They just wish love and light and they want me to to succeed and to recover. And I do exactly the same. But what I do instead of sitting there at the coffee shop and pissing and moaning... I went, wow, and we laughed about it. But it hurts my wife because she's, she's always known me. And today, being Valentine's Day, I asked her to marry me. Valentine's Day on the 14th of February, six years ago, I asked my beautiful wife to marry me. And it was one of the most beautiful days of my life. So do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when when I, these these are, are things in my life, <clears throat> they are so precious to me. My family are so precious to me. The things that happened to me before, they were experiences that led me to today. These are the, this is who I am today. I am no longer that man, but life, the creator, God, whatever you want to call it. Actually, I know the truth. I chose this experience. I've done so much healing work. I've done so much breath work i've done so much ceremonial work i've done so much inner work that i know who i am and i know that i chose this experience so if i chose this experience i also know the outcome and i know what my outcome is and it's not easy but i'm not going to give up so this is the you know the the thing is and, and what i say to people is you have the choice like when i was in addiction i chose to drink i chose to sniff cocaine sniff my body weight's worth of cocaine i chose to shove other drugs inside me i chose to be addicted to porn i chose to to smoke cigarettes addictively i chose these things Like every decision I make in my life, when I pick up my phone and I'm going through the social media platforms, I choose to do that. But I also choose to go, hang on, put the phone down. You've got work to do. You have a business to build. You have things that you need to get on with. Get on with it. So I'm the same. I can fall into the trap. So by the way, I know it's not easy. And when you're going through something like this, that there are no timelines, by the way. It's not like I know that within a few months, I'm going to be 100%. I'm going to be fully there. I'm working towards a goal. I have a personal goal in my mind where I want to be by this time. And I'm working towards that every single day. Every single day I'm working towards it. And and that's all I can do. But no doctor, no consultant, no physio, no one's given me an end date to anything. One of the things I have learned, I'm just going to have some water, excuse me. One of the things I have learned is that when you have spinal surgery, I'm only speaking for called requina, you have two years because the nervous system get completely shut off, everything, your muscles shut off. So obviously for everything to regenerate, The first two years of your recovery is the most important years. And again, go listen to Lydia Dent, who's a specialist nurse. She shared this with me. And she said the first two years are the most important years of your recovery. And as we kind of delve into it, she explained why. Because the muscles, the more active you are, the more you move, the more you will generate, the more your nerves will grow, the more you are walking, the more you are exercising. If you just lie or sit around and do nothing, you are not promoting movement, you are not promoting growth, you are not promoting regeneration of your nerves. With movement, this is why the mindset, exercising, moving around doesn't matter how far you go. And I always talk about, you know, a uh, uh, sensory work as well, which means scratching, touching, moving, massaging your legs, your feet, your your bum, whatever it may be, whatever areas are affected and and have been, a un- numb. Tug, pull, scratch, rub with a towel, with the you know, with something rough, with something smooth, like all sorts. I again, I do this stuff every single day, and and the the my sensory, the nervous systems are all coming back. I was completely numb, and there are some areas now that are still a little bit, but nowhere near as how it was before. Nowhere near. So. Again, it's a choice. All of these things are a choice. And if you choose to give up on yourself, you have yourself to blame. You do. I know it's so hard to believe. But this was said to me when I was in recovery, when I was in addiction. This is your choice, this is your decision. You are choosing to shove this stuff up your nose. You are choosing to drink, you are choosing porn, you are choosing cigarettes. You are choosing to have multiple relationships. You are choosing to do these things. I understand as a professional now in the field that the brain, again, always bring things back to the brain and the mindset. I, no one else, I taught myself those behaviors at the time i taught myself those behaviors so it's my responsibility and i have to take accountability for the things that i have to do every single day in order to undo them in order to reteach myself new habits new ways because it's the brain the brain remembers everything but over the years I had to teach myself that I don't need to drink. I don't need to shove anything up my nose. I don't need to take pills. I don't need to take anything. I don't need to watch porn. And over the years, there were certain things that took a little bit longer than others. But the the, the mind-altering substances, as soon as I made a conscious decision, oof, it was done. I made a conscious decision and said no more. And then I did the work, which is the 12-step program. So it doesn't just apply to call the requiner. I did the exact same work when it came to my addiction, when it came down to my business. I'm rebuild because I started to build a business before this happened to me. It started to become really successful very quickly. And then I went to hospital and in hospital, my number one focus was recovery and I'm not going to work. I need to get myself out of that bed because otherwise I can't go home. So I spent five weeks working every single day to walk again so I can come home. And then as soon as I came home, I still wasn't ready to work. And as soon as January hit, I was ready. And here we are. So I'm working with with my coach, I'm looking up because I have a board right in front of me. And in that board, I have my agency and I have all the goals that I have to hit by this month. And I have my podcast of all the, the people that I have coming in, all my guests that I have coming in. And by the way, it's going to be really cool. All the guests that I have coming you know, into the podcast and I've got more people I'm going to be bringing in. And I also have my goals, the goals I want to hit for the podcast. And I'm achieving these things because I'm setting the goals. I'm writing things down. And I have this tiny little pad. You can probably see it in the video. I have this tiny little cool pad that I write things in. I write all my goals. I write all the stuff that I need to. Everything is is in here. You know, I write things down. And the reason I do that, because I've learned over the years that when you write stuff down, when you set a goal, it's almost like your mind, you you sent an energy out there, you sent a belief, you sent a vision. And unless you stop yourself from doing it, you naturally fall into it. You naturally fall into place. And I've started to study this and, and look into it by setting the goals that I have for my business and my podcast. I set no, there was, and by the way, there are zero monetary goals, zero. There is nothing about money in these boards, nothing. Just step-by-step things that I need to do in order to achieve the next set of goals. That's it, nothing else. There's nothing here about money. And I look at these boards every single day every single day. And if I look at the board and even in this pad, cause I have smaller goals, day-to-day goals that I need to hit in order for me to tick off the bigger goals that are on this board. If I don't do what's on this pad, I'm looking at that board and going, I've still got shit to do. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Like I'm letting myself down. Like I'm, I'm failing. And I'm one of these people that I've, I hate to fail. I don't like failing, but I do fail. And I have failed so many times, so many times. But I've learned that failure doesn't exist. Giving up exists. Failures are just lessons. They're just lessons in life. Like called a recliner. I didn't fail in life. It's not, there was nothing really. And people say to me, so what caused the chordal requiner? And I say to them, I had a, a medium degenerative disc that herniated. And it herniated inwards, which causes the chordal equina, And it trapped the chordal equina nerve. And it's hard to diagnose until you have an MRI scan. It's hard to diagnose. And this is what's so hard about this too, is that if, you know, if we can get to a position within the professional field that people can get diagnosed earlier, a lot of these a lot of these issues can be avoided. But this is an ongoing process because it's so rare six in a million. It's extremely rare. So, you know, it, it, it's one of these things that you know it, it, it's an ongoing process. But which is why I'm dedicating you know the work to do this. To be able to help as many people as I can, even those people. And this is the thing that that those of you with this victim mentality don't understand. I'm on your side. I'm not against you. I'm on your side because I see your story. I see what's happened to you. I see how you were left by the professional field. And I'm going not on my watch. It's not my fucking responsibility. But I don't want this to happen to me and I don't ever want this to happen to anybody else because it's not easy. It's not easy. It's tough. And I have to keep doing this for the rest of my life because I don't ever want this to happen to me again. So I will rebuild my mind. I will rebuild my body and I will be stronger than I have ever been before. Exactly the same decision that I made in recovery. When people say, listen, the relapse rate in recovery is huge for somebody to get to a year It's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. Those who get to a year are within 10% of people who ever get to a year. The people that get to two years, that number gets even smaller. The people that get to five years, that's less than 1% of people who are in in the 12-step program. Less than 1% of people. You're like within the top 1%. You get to, you know seven years, eight years, you get to 10 years, you are within a very small community of, of people because it's not easy. It is tough because the biggest problem that you discover when you're recovering, when you're in recovery, is that the problem isn't the drink or the drugs. It's you. You are the fucking problem. And it's no different when you get presented with called a Okay, so this is your situation. What are you going to do about it? This is the lesson in life. What are you going to do about it? What path are you going to choose? And you only have two. Are you going to be a victor or are you going to choose victimhood? It's that simple. Win or lose. Positive, negative. What choice? You only have two of them. You cannot bullshit your way out of this. And in life, it is that simple. Because people go, well, life's not that simple. Actually, it is. The human brain only chooses two, two, only has two um two functions, positive, negative. That's it. The negative part usually has some purpose too, because it is the fight or flight system. It wants to keep us alive. And the positive is to do with growth, learning, growing, developing. So they both have huge benefits. But the negative can have really bad, very negative benefits can lead you down some very, very dark places. And there are only two ways, two choices. And when you get off the self-pity pot, when you stop being in that victimhood and you start taking responsibility and accountability for yourself, you start doing the healing work in mind and in body, you will start to see and notice a difference. Sure, you may not walk again, what life do you want to live? Do you want to keep pissing and moaning and going, poor me, this happened to me? Or do you want to change that and go, okay, so I know that I'm never going to walk again. I understand that. But I don't want to live like this. This life sucks. I'm actually going to to make the most out of this. And I'm going to show others Who are going through this, whether it's recovery, mental health, whether it's in business, whether it's called a requiner, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be a pillar for our community. I'm going to show people and I'm going to show them. I may have not been able to walk, but I want to show every person that comes through this group, that comes through my community, that they can do it. And that mindset. Is going to help them to do it. And whatever it is that I didn't do because I failed myself, because I didn't look at things earlier, I gave up. I'm going to change this and I'm going to help somebody else now. This is your journey, by the way. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter what outcome is. If you just listen to what I just said, this is how powerful you are. Just because you don't walk again, just because things haven't worked out for you, you are a pillar. You're even stronger than me. Because what's happening to you, if you change that mindset, if you change how you think, how you see things, how you see yourself. You are the most powerful person within your community. Because you're the person that goes, I failed myself, by the way. I failed myself. I belittled other people. I shout on other people when they were succeeding, when they were telling their success stories. I made it all about me. I made it all about myself. And then I realized I did the work and I realized where I went wrong. Humbled. I humbled myself and realized, wow, I could have been, I should have been a pillar to my community. And instead I was bringing people down. I was tearing other people down through jealousy, through negativity, through victimhood. I was addicted to my behavior. I taught myself all of these behaviors and I made a conscious decision to change because I never want somebody to experience and suffer the way that i did i accepted my behavior i made a decision to change my behavior i forgive i forgave myself for what i did to myself and i changed i did the work daily and today i can sit here and encourage you to do this Wow. this is within your grasp. This is who you are. And it's no different. The effort that goes it that goes into living a different life, a more positive, a more fulfilled, a happier, more joyful life, the effort that goes into that at the beginning, it's hard. Why? Because you have wired your brain to be negative, to be negative thinking, to be negative believing, to taking action in a negative way. So your brain has gotten so used to that behavior that you will now have to do the initial hard work, the hardest work to reteach your brain to change the way it, 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 it believes the way it sees things, the energy that it sends out, and how it manifests things for you. If you do that work, your life will change completely, forever, forever. And not just your life, everybody else around you. And it does not matter how old you are. Don't use those bullshit excuses. So long as you have a breath to take, as long as you can inhale and exhale, you can do this. And you know why I know you can do this? Because I have seen it with my own eyes time and time and time again. I'm not against you. I'm all for you. But what you will not get from me is victim mentality. What you will not get from me is me pandering to that bullshit. I will not pander to your BS. I will not pander to that stuff ever. I will not pat you on the back for being a loser. I will not pat you in the back for being a victim. I will pat you in the back for not giving up in life for doing another day for trying, for working hard, for going that extra mile, even when times are hard. I mentioned that I fell. I went to the gym a couple of days ago. I was trying to adjust the bench at the gym, and I and I fell backwards, but I fell on my bum. And as I fell on my bum, I laughed. And there was a dude next to me training, and straight away he took his headphones off, and he went, mate, are you okay? I laughed and I went, yeah, so that just lost my balance because I can't stand on my own at the moment. He, The first thing he did, he reached his hand out and he went, do you want me to help you up? My ego straight away went, nah, I can do it by myself. And I literally reached my hand out and I went, thank you. Can you see how the split decision, it's still there because that's who we are. You can't ever undo the negative. It's there. It's there to to, to help you. At times it protects you, but at times it can be a hindrance. But when you have self-control, you are the master of who you are, you can make a different decision. That man reached out to me with his hand and said, let me help you. The first thing I did is I accepted his help. And as soon as I got up, I went, thank you, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate you. He smiled. He went off, came back, and we're training next to each other. And this is this is the difference between the decisions you can make. My brain still triggers negative things, like the thought that I was having earlier on today about the victimhood, about succeeding. There was a lesson in there for me to learn too that I can't make anybody do anything. And I'm not berating anybody in any way. I support you. I love you. I care for you unconditionally, which is why I say the things I say. Somebody, people have said that to me. My wife said it to me once here in the house. I was being a victim. I was playing a victim. I was trying to finish something on my laptop and I was going through a bit of a crappy day. And I couldn't at the time just get up and move. And I said to her, please, like, look after the kids for a minute. Let me just finish this. And she said, baby, just go into the bedroom. And she gave me the opportunity. She said, baby, do you want me to take your laptop into the bedroom for you? So you can have a little bit of of peace of mind. You can have that quiet time. I went, I said, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't accept that help. And she won't bullshit me. And in the end, and she's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like the kids are playing. And I went, what do you want me to do? I can't just get up and move. And I grabbed my crutches and I went, I can't move. Like I'm paralyzed. And I wasn't. And she went, don't be a victim. That's not fair. Don't be a victim. I offered to take your laptop into the bedroom. And it hurt me at the time. Not what she said. What I did in that moment. My behavior. My behavior. Not what she said, but my victimhood was trying to play what she said to me as a problem. Your wife called you a victim. How dare she? And I'm listening to it. I was listening to it. And eventually I went, she's right. I played a victim. I'm a victim. This was my fault. And eventually, in time, we had a conversation. I apologized. She She apologized too, because in the heat of the moment, sometimes things are said, but I was a victim. I played a victim. I didn't accept her help. I didn't see it at the time. Why? Because I reacted in fear. I reacted in ego. I reacted in victimhood. That's what I did. And because I behaved in that way, that was the outcome. She reached out and said, let me take your laptop. Exactly the same thing that happened at the gym. Exactly the same thing happened when I fell next to my wife. But I've learned over time because when when your mindset is of positivity, when your mindset is of healing, when your mindset is of love and kindness and compassion, you will accept help. I will always accept help where i need to and i still i'm still working on this by the way with my frustration because i'm having to use crutch the crutches sometimes you know if i'm bathing the kids and they splash in a bath and we have tiles and sometimes i'm like kids don't splash because i don't want to slip but it's my responsibility to make sure i don't slip so i've learned now and in time to okay where can I leave my crutches now so that they don't get wet? And I'm also now in a position because I tested it. I took myself out of my comfort zone and I walked without my crutches. I had to hold on to things sometimes to the kid's bedroom and back. So I don't need to fall. I'm not going to fall now. Why? Because I looked for a solution. Because I don't want my negativity to affect my children, to affect my wife. I don't want my behaviors to affect them. Am I perfect? No. Guys, it's not about perfection. It's not about being better than. It's just trying. But it's not trying, as in, oh, you know, I, you know, just, you know, I'm trying my best. Are you really? Are you really? Really, really trying, if you're really honest with yourself, because you know, you know that when you ask yourself that question, am I trying my hardest? You know that the answer is going to be no. You know the answer is going to be no. And I know even myself, can I do a little bit more? Yes. Yes, I can. And every day I try that a little bit more. And I don't beat myself up. I try to be kind to myself because I understand also this is just an experience. It's just an experience. This is just a human experience. This is all an illusion, whether you see it or you don't. It's just an experience. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way. To to behave. And by the way, I don't want to tell anybody what to do because of this reason. I'm just trying to knowledge to hopefully give you hope, give you courage, give you an incentive not to give up because I've been there. I'm going through it myself. And the more and more I get past the challenge, the more and more I give that little bit more effort, the more and more I try, the more and more I accept that at times, I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to feel hurt when I sat uh, in the gym and I was sat at the bench and I was looking at myself in the mirror. My heart ached. And it hurt me for a moment because I'm on crutches. I can't move around. And I love training. I love exercising. I love being able to do things. And for a moment it hurt me and, and there was a part of me that wanted to push it away, but I wanted to sit with it and understand why. And what I got from it because I didn't push it away is I'm grieving. I'm grieving the old me. So I understand when you go into that victimhood, I understand that when you're in pain, I understand when, you know, when when there is that sadness, that sorrow, that, you know, that that real suffering. I know that that's grieving you're grieving an old life and that's what's happening to me I'm grieving the old alex I'm grieving that but I'm allowing myself to grieve and let go the old alex doesn't exist anymore he is gone he is long gone this is me now i accept who i am today I accept who I am now. And as soon as I said that to myself, as I'm looking at myself, you know, looking at myself in the mirror at the gym, the first thing I did is I picked up those dumbbells and I finished my workout. And then because I had a little bit of time as I was waiting for my wife to come and get me, I did a few more exercises that I knew I could. I just went that little extra mile because I felt like I could. So don't ever give up on yourself, but come to terms with who you are today. You are not that person you are never going to be. But you have the chance to be so much more. You have the chance and opportunity to be so much more. If you allow yourself to do that work. And honestly, I invite you to come and do that work. To do something different every single day. To listen, to understand, really master your mind. To cut the, the the bullshit narrative, to undo that victim mentality addiction, to undo that addictive behavior, to stop sharing things that are negative. To try and stop trying to pull people down. If you're catching yourself doing it, if you're right, and I do it, I write something down. And there's so many times where I've just deleted it and actually didn't comment and sat with it for a minute. And then all of a sudden something different came up, which was from a positive perspective. And when I shared that, the conversation was so different. Take time. Reconnect with that area of yourself that is positive. That is filled with with love and light and kindness and compassion and confidence. Because when you when you re-channel that energy, everything in your life changes. And I'll end it on this. I'll set you this challenge. Every single one of you doesn't matter what you're going through. As I said, this is an illusion. It's a game. Let's just see it as that. We're all actors. We're all we're all here to play a part. Everything that's happening to us, we understand. So let's just say you know now that everything that's happening for you is happening for you because you chose the experience. Okay. Whether you believe in it or not, play the game. You chose this experience. So with whatever your current situation is or your condition, you have a choice to continue giving up, to continue sitting in the negative, okay, or you now and make a conscious decision to change that and give 110%. You have nothing to lose. Remember, this is a game. You have nothing to lose. So I'm challenging you. I'm inviting you to take part. Go for it. 110%. Change the mindset. Change the mindset. Rebuild your body. Mind, body, and spirit. Learn to connect with yourself. <clears throat> Learn to understand who you truly are. Meditation, breath work will allow you to connect with who you are. Be humble. Be kind. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. And just go for it. Just go for it. Write down on your phone, on a pad, on a board, I don't care In post-its, write down who you want to be in the next six months, three months. Write it down and just go for it. Understand exactly what you need to do to become that person. What do you need to do? Then go and find a solution that's going to help you to get there. And just every single day, keep it simple work towards it. You're not chasing perfection. You're just taking action. Let me know how you get on, because I promise you, remember, you have nothing to lose. It's going to be hard at the beginning because you're changing the most powerful thing, which is your brain, which is your mindset. Once you do that, everything else falls into place. If you don't give up, If you keep it in the day and you take daily action, your life will change. So remember, you have nothing to lose. And if you if you don't reach that goal, when you get to the six months, you can give up and you can go back to your old shit life. But I guarantee you, guarantee you. Hand on heart. This is a promise, a guarantee. If you do. Every single thing that you are supposed to do without bullshit, without kidding yourself, without trying to fool other people, you will reach that goal. I guarantee you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, I hope you got something out of it. I will see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can overcome issues caused by mental health, go to alexdasilva.co.uk. That's www.alxdasilva.co.uk. See you on the next one. Be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. Take care.